0: Well, hey, look at it this way. At least it can only get better from here. Alright guys, well, we are finally back. We're talking Halloween... Resurrection. What a fucking masterpiece. Uh, Sorry about the delay in this, guys. Work has just kind of picked up, gotten to a crazy point. I just haven't had a solid hour to sit down and record. Or I should say, I did. But my AirPods broke. I'm not running this on a high budget or anything like that. So the audio isn't amazing, uh, as you can probably tell. But without the AirPods, the audio was even worse. So I ended up recording about 40 minutes, listening to it. It was awful. Had to delete it. I just haven't had the time to to go back and re-record. But hey, today's the day. Today, we are making it happen. We're back on track. Sorry about that, guys. So yes, we are talking about Halloween Resurrection. It has probably been 10 years since I watched this movie. I'm going to be honest. As I said in my franchise ranking video... I watched this with my friends back in high school. And, okay, at this point, you've heard about three of the movies that I watched for the first time with my friends back in high school. Halloween 6, H2O, and this piece of shit. We've got one more, Rob Zombie's Halloween, but I'm not going to talk about that movie until next week. But of the other three, the three that I've already talked about, Halloween 6 was one that we laughed at but for some reason we loved that fucking movie and it's one that today i can honestly say i love more than ever before i love it more every time i watch it and i just think that that's going to be a movie that i cherish the rest of my life don't know why i think i know why you can listen to the previous podcast uh it's it's a weird movie to cherish but i have of of all the movies that i have some some sentimental uh you know uh, meaning ascribed to that one is is one of the highest on my list of movies. Which <laughs> who would have thought? H2O. Honestly, I can't even remember what we felt about that movie. But as I think I said, I think I recall liking it much more than I do today. But then you get to Resurrection. My God, Resurrection! This movie fucking sucked. I watched this movie with my friends and I told them, I never need to watch that movie again. I hated it. As somebody who, you have to realize, the first horror movie that I ever saw, not just the first Halloween movie, the first horror movie I ever saw was Carpenter's original. So when I think about Halloween, the holiday, when I think about, you know, what I want to get scared by watching, right? What 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 is a perfect scary movie? I grew up on that vision. I was somebody who loved Michael Myers. And even as a dumbass high schooler, I knew that Resurrection was a steaming pile of shit that just fucked up the franchise. And truthfully, not only have I not watched it since then, but I've also avoided seeing anything from Resurrection. No movie clips, nothing. The closest that I've gotten is is maybe, you know, watching review, like, uh, franchise ranking videos, okay, I've seen, like, still shots. Yeah, you know, I haven't avoided everything. Uh, beyond that, the closest I've gotten is, is Dave McRae doing his trick-or-treat, motherfucker, Buster Rhymes impression. Beyond that, I have avoided this movie like The Plague because, honestly, it might be worse than The Plague. But now, I have a podcast. And one of my obligations as a podcaster is that sometimes you gotta watch shit that you don't want to watch. And this is one of those fucking times. But look, I'm going to make clear. Going into it, I I was I was open-minded. So I don't want you to think that I'm going into this experience and and that you know, I was just planning on hating this movie. Because I thought to myself, and and this is something that, you know, I guess you'll see as we go, but I hated 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 Halloween 5, upon rewatching it. And so, the door felt like it was open for there to be a, a shift for Halloween 5 to drop to the bottom of my list, and Resurrection to move up one. Did that end up being the case? I don't know. You'll have to listen to find out. The opening credits, like this movie, fucking suck. All of the opening credits in this franchise, while they're not all the same caliber, you know, quality-wise, they're not boring. These credits are boring. It's 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 just it's just text and and a, a black background. It's boring as fuck. Interestingly, apparently the original intention was to have an opening credit sequence with Myers family videos playing over top. Some of the footage is a little dumb, but I like it. I still like it. I think it's kind of creepy. And I think it would have been far better than this. Then again, I think the issue there is that it would have promised a much better movie than the one we got. Sometimes I'll, I'll see bits and pieces of this movie, or I'll see what they kind of originally were going for in the opening credits. Or I'll see like what the slogan was, what the tagline was for the movie. Uh, it was, evil finds its way yeah. home. You know, I hear that. I think about the fact that originally it was going to be Myers Family Videos at the beginning. And it just, why didn't you just make a back-to-basics Michael Myers Goes Home movie? I don't get it. Um, I don't know why they had to fuck it up with, with MTV bullshit, but I'm gonna get into that a lot as we go. Ultimately, I don't know. But I feel like as a Halloween fan, if I had seen the trailers ahead of time, I'm sure I would have had a bad feeling about this one. I am sure. But at the same time, I can't blame people for thinking that this would at least be a decent movie. Right? Because if you were enough of a uh, a Halloween fan to recognize Rick Rosenthal's name, and you heard that he was back, and you said, oh, he's the guy who made Halloween 2 maybe you expected a bit of a, a return to form for the franchise. But this movie, this movie really indicates that without John Carpenter's help, without Dean Cundey behind the camera, no offense to the man, but Rick Rosenthal doesn't have a fucking clue what he's doing as a director. This is bad. It's bad. Um, And I'm going to talk about it a little more, but this is just the sort of thing where, if if Halloween Two were Rick Rosenthal's only contribution to this franchise, we would probably put him up there with like Tommy Lee Wallace, right, as a guy who who was underrated and came in and did uh, a really good job for what it was worth. Even if I don't like Halloween Two, in terms of the direction, okay. But because he made this movie, it makes you look back and say, "Uh, I don't really believe that Halloween 2 was all his doing. I think John Carpenter helped him a lot. So, yeah. I don't know. Rick Rosenthal shouldn't have done this movie. Really proved that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I will say, I'm going to try to find whatever little pieces of of silver lining that I can find in this really big fucking storm cloud um, that is just fucking awful cloud. Um, but I do like the Lori monologue at the beginning. The the opening itself, I'm sure that I have the same general thoughts that you do. Ratconning H2O's ending was incredibly stupid. We get this scene with with a shit ton of of stupid exposition. You know, it basically plays out like an FAQ of all the questions that you might have about their their dumbass contrived twist. And and I think I've said, I hate, and horror movies do this, I hate the openings where you just get two people walking and talking and, and summarizing everything that you need to know in order to understand this movie. I can forgive it in Halloween 4, because it plays out a little like Halloween campy, like, ooh, get ready to be scared. And, and there's something almost a little... Mm, self-aware in that. I don't see it as like necessarily a wink and a nod, but I just think it's kind of setting the scene in a nice way, even though I still think exposition is just usually, or, or at least verbally communicated, exposition is usually lazy. This is really bad, this is bad. Halloween 4 is interesting because you get the overacting, you, they're walking through this, this uh, very atmospheric um, hospital setting. What we get here is boring. It's boring. It's bad. It's lazy. And here's the thing. Speaking of lazy, the movie, it doesn't even have the decency to ensure that the coroner's van in the flashback is the same one that they used in H2O. I don't exactly think that H2O is a classic, but it's better than this. The sad part is, when I watch H2O, I say to myself, don't think about Resurrection because that would cheapen this movie. And H2O was already about as fucking cheap as it gets. So you just took a movie that I don't think highly of and 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 the sequel is is so many steps down, and that's bad. I I have talked a lot about the notion of disrespecting a character. And and I think I've talked about the fact that I just don't believe I don't really believe that you can disrespect a character by killing them. Usually. If you're making a Batman movie, and he ends up getting killed by, like, a little girl on the street in a really stupid way. Like, she... I don't know. She she cuts his Achilles tendon, and, and he bleeds out slowly and goes, Oh! 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 Okay. Disrespectful to Batman. <laughs> okay. Fine. But for the most part, the deaths of characters that people say are disrespectful are not. It's just that people can't handle characters that they love being killed off. We just... People can't handle that. Um, people, or a lot of people say, this was a disrespectful note for Lori to go out on. Okay. No, I disagree with that. I disagree. I think what's disrespectful is that she was even in this movie at all. Being in this movie is, is a shame for, for Jamie Lee Curtis and for Lori. It's a bad movie. It's a stupid twist. And, and it's a sour note to end on. But I don't see Laurie being killed off by Michael. I don't see it as disrespectful uh, uh, you know, as, as it's done in this movie. I think that it's probably good for the franchise. And I think I've said this before. You watch the original. What were they going for? What was Carpenter going for? He was going for this, this, this creep stalks these girls, and he kills them. It's random. He leaves. He could be in your neighborhood. He could be anywhere. He's the boogeyman. The end. By keeping Lori in it and building all of this lore around her, you've completely gone against that. You've completely gone against that. And and Halloween 2018, good. You know, kudos to, to uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride for throwing all of that that complicated shit out the window and saying, "Okay, we're back to basics," but they're not exactly back to basics because Laurie is still there. Laurie is still there, and I just don't think this franchise should should remain tethered to her. I think that we would be in a much better place if, um, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of like Batman, right? It's like Batman and the Joker. That Batman trailer teaser from from Matt Reeves looks incredible. You know what's so refreshing about it? Is that we get to see some different shit here. Yeah, great, give me a David Fincher movie with the Riddler as the villain. That's different from the same shit that they continue to make. How many Jokers have we had in the last decade now? I guess the last 12 years, right? So, and, and, but now I'm hearing Matt Reeves wants to cast a Joker, right? There are certain characters that you just tether yourself to, and, and, I have a lot of respect for the Joker's character, don't don't get me wrong, I'm just trying to make a case in point here, but Batman is bigger than that. There is a bigger universe there, and when we tie ourselves down to one character, it limits the possibilities for creative expansion. Michael has not even had an opportunity to get much of a bigger universe beyond him, and I understand it does go against what Carpenter wanted to have, a universe like that. But the fact of the matter is that we are going to get it. They're going to keep making these movies because they're making money. So why wouldn't you want to do creative things with the franchise and build a universe that is not just Michael and Lori? We tie ourselves down so badly, and I think that there are directions that are much more interesting. Much more interesting. At some point in the future... Um, I kind of have ideas for what I think you could do with these franchises, um, you know, kind of to kind of give them a, a new sense of direction. Um, and I'll talk about it. But, like, I absolutely, I I've, I've thought for a long time that, that the way to do Michael Myers is to open it up like a true crime movie um, and and, at its core, this be a movie about girls getting killed and we don't know who's doing it. Um, and, and eventually to, to segue into a horror movie. But I, I think, I think that there are so many more interesting things that you can do if we can just break away from Lori. I just do. I just do. And true crime, by the way, I don't mean it in the way that Halloween 2018 did it. I think you can still do Boogeyman and what the fuck is going on here, right? Okay, anyway, that's, that's for another podcast. Um... The sad part is, though, all of my concerns about the opening scene, it's probably the high point of this movie, and that's a damn shame, because there is very little tension here. A horror movie needs tension. It needs to scare you. That's not happening here. You can, pretty much from the beginning of this movie, you realize, yeah, I'm not going to be scared. Um, a couple notes. Why the fuck is Michael all of a sudden, this strong-ass guy who loves lowering himself from these conveniently exposed pipes? Suddenly, at this point in the franchise, it was like, forget the head tilt. This is his signature move. It's embarrassing. Also, why did he put the security guard's head in the dryer? Was that really necessary, seeing as, like, the decapitated corpse was still lying right there on the ground? And by the way, if the body was lying there on the ground the whole time, why didn't the other guy see it? You know, sometimes, and this is bad direction, this is bad direction. Sometimes directors assume because it's not in the frame, the character can't see it. If it is lying on the floor two feet away from him, even if it's not in the frame, realistically, he's not going to see that body. He's going to see that body. It's so fucking stupid. So stupid. Is it, is it dumber than Michael smashing his way through Laurie's door? Mm, Not sure about that. And then you get this awful showdown between Laurie and Michael. And you know why Jamie Lee Curtis distanced herself from this franchise. And you know why these movies get a bad rap. Because this shit is just objectively stupid. It's embarrassing. I love the franchise. But this is one of those movies that, watching it, it makes me think, man, maybe we would have been better off without any sequels. And, of course, I don't truly mean that. I, you know, I do love the sequels. Even if philosophically I I have some disagreements. But guys, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I hate this fucking movie. It, it took like the, the first three minutes, four minutes, to remind me how much I hate this fucking movie. And one thing that I really hate is that Michael is in such a vulnerable position right from the start. One of the things I hated about H2O was that it humanized him by making him this vulnerable, stupid-ass wimp. Resurrection opens on that note. You know, I hate how, like, he tricks Laurie by acting like the sound of her cutting the rope is hurting his ears. What the fuck? Does anybody think that's Michael Myers? Does anyone think that that's what Michael Myers would do? I hate that shit. I also hate how Laurie's last words, after being the star of this franchise, you know, she has been around since 1978. And sure, she she hasn't been in most of these these movies but her character cemented the direction of the franchise up to this point. She and Michael are the stars of the show here. After all that time, her final words are just, I'll see you in hell. How long do you think that took them to come up with that cliche shit? And then she kisses her brother on the mask. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So stupid. Do have to say I actually kind of like the slow motion when she falls, but also would she be dead? Because I don't feel like she's falling that far. But she was she was what stabbed in in the stomach and then she falls. I feel like she she'd be fine. I think this was just like Jamie Lee Curtis being like, yeah, I want to get the fuck out of here, and then. Michael gives the knife to that serial killer guy. I go back and forth on on this moment. I never forgot it for some reason. Um, I think it's it's interesting. I think it's weird. Sometimes I think it's wrong. I think that it makes Michael feel way too humanized and self-aware. But is it the worst thing that these movies did? Not at all. It just, it still feels incredibly stupid. Then Michael walks off like he just shit his pants, and we get the title card, which looks like it comes from a fan film. And then we are in a college classroom because somehow this pile of garbage thinks that it's worthy of a faux intellectual reference back to the 1978 classic. Here's the thing. Most of these movies, with the exception of Halloween 5 and H2O, have a nostalgic charm to them. And you may think HQO has a nostalgic charm to it, but I am not in the least nostalgic about that phase of 90s horror slash thrillers. Don't I don't I don't care for those. I don't care for the, the scream light shit. Um but you know they, they do have a nostalgic charm to them. You watch the original and it's it's not it's not a dated movie that's not what i'm saying but like it it has this charm like this is a this is a classic from 1978 right it has a charm to it in that sense you watch halloween 6 and, and i've said it feels like those those disney channel movies from the 90s it just has that feel has that nostalgic warmth to it you watch this movie and it feels like 2002 <laughs> and that is a terrible generic time movies unless we're talking about like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies which honestly are, are, are some of the only early 2000s movies that I can think of fondly but beyond that there there is bad 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 generic time for movies and there's nothing distinctive about the feel of of 2002 there's nothing distinctive about the feel of this movie besides bad shit right The distinctive stuff about 2002 is shit that we wish that we could forget. But this movie makes us remember it, like MTV shit. And to make it worse, these characters in this movie are just... They're either repulsive or bland. And there's no middle ground. But I do have to say, I forgot that Luck of the Irish Boy was in this one as as Deckard. But these fake-ass college characters are not the worst part, because obviously Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks show up, and it is so bad. The movie was jerking off the MTV era as though we were always going to be living in a world of, of the Osbournes and the real world. The way that this movie adores, you know, that, that culture is cringeworthy, knowing that, sure, we still kind of live in this reality TV culture, but It's different. It's evolved. And that early iteration of reality show culture feels so dated now. Um, But the other thing that is dated and cringeworthy about this movie is the way that it adores its technology. It was like, this is the pinnacle of technology. Computers are never going to get better than this. Phones are never going to get better than this. It is awful. I always say, the original movie is 42 years old, and it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel dated to me. Maybe, you know, what people are wearing or the cars, because you can't avoid that. But it doesn't feel dated. This movie is 18 years old, and it feels really fucking dated. That says something. Some people defend this movie by saying that it is a self-aware, spoofy type of thing. But my god, you watch this shit. You know, you have Sarah, who is easily the worst final girl in this franchise. She is so damn boring. Yes, there is always this subtext of repressed girl, virginal girl, lives longest. But this movie takes that subtext and it turns it into text. And the result is such a boring character. Her only characterization, so far as I can tell, is that she screams a lot and fear wants to make her throw up. And she kind of has a thing with Deckard. No other characterization whatsoever. I will say, again, trying to find little bits of silver lining here. Uh, nice reference to Dr. Mixter, who I guess survived after being killed and is now a professor. And I won't read too far into that. But it's pretty bad when one of the best parts of this movie is a very minor reference to a better movie that is still pretty damn mediocre. And again, try and give the movie some credit. As far as The Myers House goes, this movie is closer to getting it right than Halloween 5. <laughs> Halloween fucking 5. It's not The Myers House. Don't get me wrong. And it's especially not The Myers House once you go inside and, and we're exploring all, you know, all these fucking underground corridors. Again, I always make this reference, but it looks like all of a sudden the Myers house is is Halloween Horror Nights. Um, But I do think it's at least better than that Halloween 5 shit. It's The exterior, I mean, you could get why, why they chose it. The issue here is that our first introduction to it, we don't even get a clear shot of the house, and we have shitty 2002 hip-hop playing over it. That's this movie in a nutshell. We could have had a movie that that was was reverent and, and respected this franchise and, and kind of was turning this into a let's-go-back-home type of movie, and there could have been a seriousness to it, a weight to it, and we could have gotten this opening shot of the Myers house boarded up. And we could have gone from there. Nope. Instead, let's just try, let's make this some MTV shit and let's get some some 2002 hip hop and some Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks in here. It's bad. It's bad. This is a movie where it was like, well, you know, maybe the movie won't be quite as bad as I remember. Yeah, you know, no, no, it's 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 bad. And then you got Camera Boy who who is is working on a fucking low-budget reality show but acts like he's on par with Spielberg uh, and he's telling us that high angles are scary and, and low angles are scary but quote-unquote middle angles are not scary. There's no such thing as a middle angle. That, that doesn't... That's not the terminology for it. Um, an eye-level shot but middle angles aren't a thing. I I don't know. I think Rick Rosenthal went to this moron school of directing. That's all I'm going to say. That asshole then gets killed by Michael. There is so much wrong with this. You can tell. You can tell that the filmmakers were like, this is going to be an immersive point of view shot from Michael's perspective. This is groundbreaking stuff. Not only is it an incredibly unrealistic kill, but it's all done while Tyra fucking Banks is too busy on the phone to notice. Sometimes you think about a movie and you say, wow, I can't believe that movie exists, and you give thanks for it. But this is a movie where you think, wow, I can't believe this movie exists. I wish it didn't. One thing that I had forgotten about this movie is the whole subplot of Michael being tortured by his family, and that's why he kills Okay, you know, sure, they realize all this shit is a setup, but still, why the fuck would you even introduce such a stupid subplot? Like, why would you even pretend that you're going to explain the unexplainable? I also forgot that Deckard and his buddy end up dressing as Jules and Vincent from Pulp Fiction, which technically means that these motherfuckers are canceled for blackface, and in this case... Thank God for cancel culture because these two are, are fucking dweebs. Um, although, to be clear, I don't think that he's wearing any blackface because I guess the movie had the foresight to realize that it was a bad idea, but not enough to realize that they still probably shouldn't dress up as Jules and Vincent. Okay, anyway. One thing I have not addressed is the Michael Myers mask. I will say... It's better than the H two O situation because that was that was an embarrassing disaster of a situation. And they really just couldn't get their shit together. This generally feels like a step up from Halloween four or Halloween five, but there is one glaring issue here. What the fuck is going on with Michael's eyebrows? The motherfucker's on fleek. Um, in general, this just it feels like he started using makeup, and, and I don't know why. Michael Myers isn't James Charles. I also detest the fact that we can see his eyes so clearly. And again, this movie shares the same problem that H2O had. His eyes are fucked up because Laurie poked one out with a wire hanger, and Loomis fucking shot them out in the sequel. So we know that all that shit happened to Michael. His eyes should be fucked up. Just like in H2O. Are his eyes fucked up? No. They look perfectly normal. And again, I should not be able to see them well enough to know that they are perfectly normal. Look at how Carpenter lit the mask. This this is what we talk about when we talk about direction. Right? There is like one moment here where Michael is wit, <laughs> He's lit well enough. Then I'm like, okay, maybe Rosenthal knew what he was doing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the scene with Busta Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is, is lit, and it looks so fucking stupid. And Michael is kind of lit, kind of well. But the fact of the matter remains, you can see his eyes, you can see they're not fucked up. That shit always distracts me. I hate that shit. Again, this Michael, to be clear, is far better. Uh, is, is... <laughs> is better than Chris Durand, and the mask situation is better and this is far from the worst part of the movie but we are grading this thing on a curve you can't deny that I do want to say a little more about uh, Brad Laurie uh, is that how you say it Laurie I, I don't know Brad Laurie's performance as Michael um You know, I feel like the best compliment that I can give it is that I don't find it distracting. Outside of the showdown at the beginning, and that I don't necessarily blame on him. I blame on the script, and I blame on the direction. Because of the way that showdown is written and what's supposed to happen, he must be put in a vulnerable situation. The script and, and, you know, I guarantee it's in the script that he's supposed to cover his ears when she's cutting the rope. That's not, it's not like Brad lory was like, wait, this is what Michael would do. So I, I kind of have to step away and not assess his performance as Michael by looking at the showdown. That doesn't seem logical to me. I don't think that's the stuff that reveals whether he's good Michael or not. Although I think that plays a role and unfortunately it makes Michael look like an asshole. I think you have to look at when he's stalking and, and what he's doing during the meat of the movie later on. And it is it is not the worst part of this movie. He's 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 okay. He's alright. I, I feel like he's he's closer to what I would expect from Michael than what we got in H 20 with Chris Durand. I don't think he's substantially better, but it what what it feels like is like it, it feels like lowest common denominator denominator like most basic rudimentary understanding of michael and his movements okay what do we do okay here you go it would be like a solid michael on like a tv adaptation of halloween you know it's just like it's passable it's fine it's it's there's there's nothing outstanding about it like um, james jude courtney or or nick castle but like you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I really have to say about him. I, I appreciate the fact that the guy is grateful to have been in the franchise. Um, you know, you read interviews with him. He wasn't a horror fan, but he liked the original. It's one of the only horror movies that he likes because uh, he likes the theater of the imagination approach to it. Um, and he's very grateful that, that you know, and, and, and he's he's uh, very respectful of the franchise and says that he's thankful that he got to to be a part of the franchise and impact the legacy in some way <laughs> unfortunately not a very good legacy but um it's, it's always nice to hear actors talking highly of the franchise even when they were in a shitty movie um the other cool thing about him I didn't know apparently he plays um some small roles in Watchmen in, uh, in Zack Snyder's Watchmen and uh, I, I was just reading in some interview that he said that Snyder was the was his favorite director that he's ever worked with I hear that from a lot of people the guy must be the nicest man in the world um uh, I hear that from a lot of people anyway so that's Brad Laurie. you know I I think uh, a passable a passable performance is Michael I think it's fine it's not the worst part of the movie I think just imagine the movie that we would have gotten if they didn't try to introduce all the MTV shit and it was just Brad Laurie as as Michael and it was it was Michael comes back home and that was that was the premise of the movie and that's what they did I think it would have been far better I do I really do just, just my, just my take on it. Thankfully, the pervy creep is killed first because I could only take so much of that guy. But you can't help but wish that you know maybe all the characters could have just been killed off like, right away. Um. And I guess I guess that perv's name was Bill. This is not one of those movies where, you just don't even know all the characters' names because they're not characters. The whole, the whole notion of this being the Myers house and having all these boring ass MTV reality show contestants roaming around discovering the secret torture shit that the Myers family did to their son, which again is fake, but it's still stupid and wrong to include in this thing. The whole concept of this movie is just a complete affront to Carpenter's original vision. Halloween 6 gets a lot wrong about Michael Myers and the Halloween franchise. But at least it approaches the franchise with a sort of reverence and seriousness that the franchise deserves. This movie doesn't do that. At all. And yeah, some people do say that this is just a fun, spoofy movie like Jason Lives. But no, to me, I think that's a false equivalence. This is not the Jason Lives of the franchise. I'm sorry, I don't see it that way. I don't think that it's sufficiently self-aware to be that. I don't think it's fun enough to be that. I think Jason Lives is actually a good movie. This is not the Jason Lives of this franchise. And I'm not going to give it credit for being a fun, spoofy movie. It's also, it's not smart enough to be spoofy. This is a stupid fucking movie. You have Busta Rhymes dressed as Michael Myers, yelling at Michael Myers like he's a little bitch. And then Michael walks away subserviently. And obviously, it gets worse when Buster Rhymes actually kind of kicks his ass. Buster Rhymes wins. Uh, I don't think that I will ever be okay with that. I wish that Halloween 5 didn't exist, but Halloween Resurrection still takes the cake. If I can only keep one of these movies, I'm keeping Halloween 5, because at least he got Loomis. Speaking of not knowing characters' names, I forgot that Buster Rhymes is actually named Freddy in this movie, which is great. I just love when, the ha- when when a Halloween movie pays homage to one of its imitators. Um, obviously I'm being sarcastic. I think I've talked about that enough. Obviously Freddy is just making all this shit up for a paycheck. And I mean, who really cares? Was anyone in the movie theater actually interested in the plot of this movie. Then the blonde girl gets killed, which honestly, yawn. And then Michael's coming after the rest of these people that we just don't give a shit about. And then you got Sarah fucking communicating with, with Luck the Irish boy via her old ass cell phone as though that's how technology worked back then. This is really embarrassing stuff. Look, guys, halfway into this movie, I knew why I didn't want to watch it again. It is such a mediocre, disposable, piece-of-shit movie from 2002. And I hate that the Halloween franchise reached this low point. I do go back and forth, which is genuinely worse, this or Halloween 5. Some will say this is a more fun movie than Halloween 5. I mean... Maybe. As I was watching the movie and and taking notes on it, I was actively flip-flopping. But as I think I've already alluded to, I stand by the fact that Resurrection is a worse Halloween movie for the reasons that I've made clear. Kung Fu Master Buster Rhymes kicking the shit out of Michael on the set of an MTV reality show in the Myers house is so... Bad, But which movie do I hate more? That's the question. Because remember, I broke my my franchise ranking into two lists. Best versus favorite. Halloween 5 was a complete slog to get through. I hated so much about it. And I don't need to go back and replay all of that for you. Um, if you haven't listened to, to the episode, you can go back and listen to it. But I found Halloween 5 to be an utterly joyless viewing experience. With the exception of, of Donald Pleasence as, as Dr. Loomis, of course. And I'm not usually one who says that. Really, I'm not. I get pissed when I hear people say, like, Batman vs. Superman, just a joyless experience. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that there, there has to be joy. And I'm not talking about the tone not being light enough. I just mean that it fucking sucked to have to sit through that. But I really do find early 2000s horror movies to be just an absolute low point of our culture. It is so bad. The fact that we have a Halloween movie where a Disney Channel movie star is texting a girl, he's still alive, is so cringeworthy and it's so far from what Halloween is. So would I rather watch Michael driving like a fucking speed demon and going after annoying-ass Tina, or would I rather watch a generic early 2000s reality show contestants uh, uh, getting killed off by Michael while being texted by a Disney Channel star? <laughs> this was actually a really tough fucking call. I really did consider changing my list, but I'm not going to. Because the fact remains, the only fact remains that sets these two apart. Halloween 5 has Dr. Loomis, and I love Dr. Loomis, And that, to me, is more redeeming value than what this movie has. This movie has Laurie, sure, but it's a cheap retcon of H2O, and it's a pretty dumb showdown, and she's in it for like, I don't know, eight minutes? The other thing is this. Halloween 5 is a product of 1989, and... I guess it feels like 1989. I guess this movie is a product of 2002, and it feels like 2002, and I absolutely hate that. <laughs> and I genuinely think, you know, anytime you want to weigh Halloween Five versus Halloween Resurrection, just at the end, just bring it back to Buster Rhymes. I genuinely just think that any movie that features Buster Rhymes barging through a door and saying "Trick or treat, motherfucker." And then electrocuting Michael's dick and escaping alive needs to be ranked last. The other thing is this, plot-wise, this movie's bad. You know, you don't know, you don't go to a Halloween movie for a great plot. But I feel like I had even less to tell you about that was interesting from this plot than I did from H2O. And nothing happens in H2O. Really bad shit. The fact of the matter is, it doesn't even really matter, because I'm not going to watch either of these movies again. I do actually, unfortunately, own Resurrection, but only as part of a three-pack with Halloween 6 and H2O. That's a good fucking deal, by the way, to get... Although, you know, the more I think about it, I like to own the movies, I like having them, maybe this will make sense to you, even though it technically... I have no interest in watching H2O or Resurrection, so why not just have a Blu-ray of Halloween 6? Whatever. Um, but I, I'll i tell you, I would watch H2O every night for the rest of my life before I had to be subjected to Halloween 5 and Halloween Resurrection again. This movie could have had some artistic merit. There is a moment in here where everybody is talking about how cool the kills are. You know, everybody who's watching with uh, with Deckard at the party. Okay. And it's almost, almost, almost a little bit of an interesting indictment of, of horror fans. And and to be clear, I disagree with it. I disagree with anybody who wants to censor shit and wants to limit violence and, you know, let movies be as violent as they want. Give give creators freedom. I don't even believe in movie ratings, but that's, that's a different conversation altogether. Okay. But if you're going to do something like that and, and maybe make a little bit of a, a social critique, okay, maybe it's, it's interesting, but, you know, even if I disagree with it. But then this movie just reminds me that it has no interest in making any sort of thoughtful commentary on anything. And I'm glad because it is not entitled to thoughtful commentary. It's just too fucking dumb. This is a movie that is stupid enough to let you think that Buster Rhymes can assault a journalist on camera at the very end and just walk away casually without facing any consequences. This is also one of those movies that just never ends. It stretches out the ending for some inexplicable reason. There's nothing left to do at this point except stand around and talk about the experience and realize that Michael is quote-unquote dead. But whoops, wait, he's not dead. Just end the fucking movie. One last time, I will try to give the movie a little bit of credit. Because when we do see Michael, this movie is the first movie to attempt to show off a burnt mask. Which feels like a cool idea that just, (laughs) it's, it's not done very well here. Michael ends up looking not only burnt, but also, as a result, uh, bald. (laughs) Um, And it's it's just kind of distracting and laughable. So even when the movie does something that's worth a little bit of credit, it still finds a way to fuck it up. Halloween movies are timeless. Halloween movies transcend the time period, the era, the generation the culture from which they emerge. Sure, the outfits, you know, in Halloween 1978 are dated, as I said, so are the cars, sure, but the rest of the movie really holds up. Halloween 2, again, maybe some of the setting is dated, but generally it holds up. Halloween 4, besides some cheesy effects, it actually holds up very well. All of these movies, they hold up remarkably well. Even Halloween 5, it doesn't feel as dated as this trash. But once Miramax started trying to do what other movies were doing, it all fucking fell apart. You lose the identity of what makes a Halloween movie a Halloween movie. You get H2O, a cheap fucking ripoff of the Scream movies and other 90s slashers. And you get this movie, which takes the franchise to an even lower point by taking its inspiration, not from 90s slashers, but from early 2000s reality shows. I would love to hear someone attempt to defend this pile of shit. Because it really doesn't feel like there's much here to defend. I think there are two movies in this franchise where there is just very little to say. The original movie, because it's it's all been said and everyone knows it's the best. And this movie... Because it's all been said, and everyone knows it's the worst. I can't say I hate Halloween 5 more than this movie. Because frankly, even though Halloween 5 doesn't feel like much of a Halloween movie to me, this movie really doesn't feel like a Halloween movie to me. At all. It's 90 minutes, and that is 90 minutes too long. So I say to you today exactly what I told my friends 10 years ago. But this time, <laughs> I mean it. I will never watch this movie again. I had genuinely hoped that maybe today I would gain some some new appreciation for it. And I even went into it expecting that I would move Halloween 5 to the bottom of my list because I hated that one so viscerally. But this one is just undeniably the worst. And while I have such strong Feelings about Halloween 5? That's in large part because it has the pieces in place to be a decent movie. It's following up on a good Halloween movie. This one is not. Halloween 5 has Dr. Loomis, and it brings back Jamie and Meeker, and in that sense, you know, it, it has good characters. Outside of the intro, this movie does not. There are certain things that set Halloween 5 up for success if it had been given time in its production and been made by actual filmmakers. But this movie, this movie should suck. And it does. And that's it. It is a movie whose failure is anticlimactic and predictable. Is that that movie going to suck and am I going to hate it? Yes and yes. Okay, the end. That's all there is to it. So don't watch it. Don't watch it. Watch anything. But this fucking movie. Watch something with a real artistic vision. And that leads us right into the home stretch of this review series. Because speaking of real artistic vision we've got the Rob Zombie movies coming up. And let me tell you something. I am, after, after having to sit through H2O and then Resurrection, I am so fucking excited. Because even though I have a lot of problems with his movies, they are such a step up from the shit, insofar as he actually is an artist who has some sort of vision. He has a style, he has a vision, he has themes he's interested in. And maybe he gets stuff wrong, but at least he's got a vision. These movies get it wrong, and they don't have a vision. I am just ready to watch something that evokes strong opinions. Something that's polarizing. Rather than something that makes everyone say, Yawn, that sucks. So that's what we're getting into next. (laughs) Never has anyone been more excited to get into the Rob Zombie Halloween verse, but I am ready. I am really excited about it. And that's going to happen next week. But until then, trick or treat, motherfuckers. We'll see you next week on The Haddonfield Report.